Welcome to US Rail Journeys, Series 3. It's been a long time coming, but with the easing of travel restrictions, I have been able to make the journeys I had originally planned for the spring of 2020. Join me as I travel 6,684 miles with Amtrak across the United States. First, I take the Silver Star from Miami to New York, then the Crescent from New York to New Orleans. Next, I take the Texas Eagle from Los Angeles via San Antonio to Chicago. Then it's the Lakeshore Limited from Chicago to New York. And finally, the Acela from New York up to Boston. Episode 21. In this episode, we travel from the suburbs of Tucson to Lordsburg, where we stop for a minimal time, as there are no passengers today. We're definitely out of town now, into the countryside as such. Dried out riverbeds, maybe here or there, just a little bit of water remaining in a pool. For those who like cacti, this would be heaven. There are the ones with the big round flat leaves and lots of nasty spikes. There are column cacti. There are little mounds with cacti. Very, very interesting. And then there are scrubby shrubs. Train itself is moving relatively slowly, taking a whole lot of tight curves as we follow the hillside. You may be able to hear the wheels squealing on the tightness of the curves. Ladies and gentlemen in the sleepers, this is going to be last call, last call for breakfast in the diner. Folks, if you're in the sleepers and you still want breakfast, come on down now. I'll make another announcement. I'm going to come through after breakfast and we get all cleaned up. In here, I'm going to make an announcement and come through all the sleepers getting reservations for lunch. But right now, last call, last call for breakfast in the diner. Thank you. As we slowly move along the line, around all these sharp bends, we've just got under a large bridge with a freight train going over the top of it. I'm sat here in the observation cars. We're going through the lush, inhospitable desert. Not a place I would like to be dropped off. I'm sitting with Michael, who's also on the train, taking a slightly different route from me, because, Michael, if I correct, you're going to New Orleans. I am. But we got on together last night, and Michael's from Portland in Oregon, which I covered in Series 1 of these US Rail Journeys. So, Michael, how did you get to Los Angeles? I flew to Los Angeles from Portland so that I could catch the train to go across the southern route of the United States. And why do you want to go across the southern route of the United States? I just like train travel, and I like the scenery from the train and so forth. And um, 
something to do. So you must be retired if you're looking for something to do. I am retired. I just pretty much travel, just enjoy traveling. And when you get to New Orleans, what are you going to do there? I really have no idea. I haven't planned to head that far. Um, probably be your basic tourist. I will eat well, I'm hopefully, anyway, and take in the usual um, tourist sites. But other than that, no real plans. What other rail journeys have you done in the U.S.? So far, I've gone taking the Coast Star Liner from Portland, Oregon to Los Angeles. And I've uh, flew to Denver, took uh, California Zephyr from Denver to San Francisco. Now I'm taking this train across the uh, southern part of the U.S. Probably in the next few months, I'll take the northern route to Chicago and decide from there what, what other trains to take. You're very lucky living in Portland because you do have the Coast Starlight going through Portland and you have the Empire Builder in one of its starts is Portland, so that's cheating. <laughs> well, it is nice when you can just have a friend drive you to the train station and hop on and you're on your way rather than flying to uh, a destination and then getting on a train, most assuredly, so, and having to fly back. Well, thank you very much. We've just stopped at Benson. Breakfast, as you've heard, is finished. We're 544 miles from Los Angeles. The train has just pulled forwards to enable people to get off. Benson Station is a flag stop and was used by 1,947 passengers in 2019. Benson is on the San Pedro River and grew in the early 1900s as the demand for copper and silver increased. These were shipped for smelting and distribution via the Southern, now Union, Pacific Railroad main line. Today it's moderate climate and location as a gateway to the Karchner Caverns State Park, train trips and stagecoach rides have resulted in its popularity as a retirement community and tourist destination. Its culture is ingrained in the Old West and railway heritage and that's all celebrated at the Benson Visitor Centre train depot. As we pull out of Benson, it appears to be another of these towns strung out along a road, but going back a little bit deeper. 
couple of police cars with flashing lights, one across a road, so I wonder what's happening in town. Somebody over-celebrating Independence Day, I wonder? Over yet another crossing. Must be another freight track. And another one disappearing. It is amazing how much freight is moved by rail in this country. A couple of reminders for our Benson passengers. Absolutely uh, no smoking anywhere on this train. That includes the electronic cigarettes. When you move about the train, keep one hand free to roll onto the seat back for stability. Also, shoes must be worn when you move about the train. If you like to uh, get something at the cafe, it's located in the center of this train. The cafe uh, attendant does take meal breaks, so please listen to the announcements. They, they do uh, go on their meal breaks. They'll uh, close for a little bit, and when they come back, they'll be making announcements. So you can get something to eat or drink at that cafe when it's open. Actually, it does take all major credit cards, debit cards, Apple Pay, Google Pay, and little cash, so some of those options. If you're enjoying any type of multimedia, folks, headphones are required. This is a family trend. Please watch your content, watch your language, please be mindful of those around you. So once again, folks, those are some of the do's and don'ts of the train. If you have any questions or lecture for any suspicious activity during your trip, any Amtrak employee will be more than happy to assist Sit back, folks, relax. Next session is coming up. Lord's Spring, New Mexico, in approximately two hours. Thank you. I like that. There's blue sky in the distance, but it's cloudy above us. The sun has gone. Very strange to be traveling through the desert on a cloudy day. Endless miles, another dried up riverbed. You can see in the sand where the eddies have gone when it had water in it. Past a little gully just by the side of the train tracks and what looks like old cars dumped into the gully. An informal scrapyard. Right, At this time, I've gone through both sleepers getting reservations for lunch. If you didn't get your reservation, we somehow missed you. Please come to the diner to see me or talk to your attendant. Folks, we will make an opening now that will be open. And just a while here, we will be going up one hour. Don't forget, we are going into mountain time. So right now it says, does the uh, clock say 9.39? So it's really going to be 10.39, just for FYI. So it'll be going, everything will be going up, so set your watches ahead one hour now. It'll be 10.39. We'll see you when we open. Thank you. Have a good morning. On our journey, we pass the Davis Monthan Air Base with a vast aircraft of Boneyard. The dry desert climate preserves hundreds of stored planes here. We've just passed quite a fair-sized freight train with what looks like four locomotives on the front of it. That gives you an idea of the amount of power that is needed to shift all those wagons. I also looked at the moving map on my phone and apparently there's nothing here apart from a railway line. It is quite amazing as we're traveling through the desert. The desert isn't the same everywhere, it changes. We've been through hilly bits of desert. We've been through rugged bits of desert. Now we're on an extremely flat bit of desert. 
and passing through some small town, I'm not sure which, but again, it's that ribbon strip along the side of the railway. And then we're out of town again. And being passed by yet another freight train. We reached the Dragoon Mountains, which provided the cover for Geronimo's base of operations. The historic town of Tombstone, the legendary location of Boot Hill Cemetery and shootout at the O.K. Corral is in the southwestern portion of this range, about 24 miles from Benson, but we passed it probably a bit closer to that, something like 15 miles. Next, we pass through the Peloncillo Mountains, straddling the New Mexico-Arizona state line. They were the final homelands of the Chirichua Apaches. Chief Geronimo's surrender to the U.S. Cavalry at the Skeleton Canyon in 1886 ended the Indian Wars. The lieutenant who negotiated the meeting was neither recognized nor promoted and died in obscurity. Today, the whole region is important for the mining of copper, silver and gold. As we pass through this desolate landscape, I can see a few head of cattle, morosely looking for what little green there is. And then as you're travelling along, not a house to be seen for miles, but a major substation on the grid. Is it just a relay station? Or is it converting the high voltage down to a usable voltage? And yet again, Another freight train passing us, double-decker containers. I can just see a highway from where we are on the train. And it's quite interesting. I've seen at least six heavy goods vehicles with the Amazon smile on the side of them. But then I suppose Prime has to deliver, even on a public holiday. We've just passed three cattle, looking rather slim. Actually, I think they might have been hoping the train would stop and they could get on for a ride. It does not look good pasture out here. Though there is a hint of green on the ground. We're currently travelling along a plain between two ranges of mountains. It's quite grey still. Well, the mountains on one side are starting to be illuminated by some sunshine. Passing through a small community. Derelict trailers. Quite a few derelict houses. I would imagine a very scratch community. And then, as we leave town again, more rubbish. Just dumped. But in the distance, I can see rows of trees quite a lot of green as though there is some organized farming closer to the side of the mountains maybe the temperatures are less severe there maybe there's water the train seems to have slowed somewhat and the mountains in the distance in one direction are covered in cloud I wonder if they've got rain over there there's a car with a trailer travelling along the freeway. The trailer is not the type you would be staying in, it's a boat. 
I think going through a desert with a boat is the sign of an optimist. We've just passed a big sign saying Arizona. I wonder if we've just crossed the state line into New Mexico. If we have crossed the state line, then our time goes forward one hour. Train is now climbing a little and we're passing a freight train. Which is moving, it's not in a siding, it's on the other track, but it's moving more slowly than we are. It's a good thing it's double track here, otherwise I'm sure we would have been the ones stopped for the freight train to pass. My phone has gone forward an hour, so we are in New Mexico, and that's another prime truck just gone past. Makes you appreciate how big Amazon really is. And looking out of the window, it almost looks like a beach. The sand is so fine. Coming up here in just under 10 minutes, we'll be Lordsburg, New Mexico. At this time, we don't have any ticket passengers joining us or leaving us here at the next station, South Harbor. We are required to stop. We're going to do so for about 5 10 seconds and we're back on the move. Once again, Lordsburg, New Mexico, next station stop. We don't have ticketed passengers showing us or leaving us at this stop. We are required to stop. We're going to do so for 5 10 seconds and we'll be back on the move. Thank you. just passed a fascinating siding where all the tanker cars appear to be in a circle. I didn't realize there were still raiding parties out there. So as you heard, we're coming into Lordsburg. We're now 659 miles into our journey. The town was founded in 1880 by the Southern Pacific Railroad. In 1927, the town was one of the stops on Charles Lindbergh's Spirit of St. Louis Air Tour. In 1938, the first airport in New Mexico began operations here, and during World War II, some 1,500 Japanese Americans were held at a local U.S. Army internment camp. The station was used by 624 passengers in 2019. And as you will have heard from the announcement, nobody's getting on today, nobody's getting off today. So when we come to a stop, it will be for the shortest time possible. A bit like a pit stop in Formula One, a tire change in a few seconds. Somebody has just commented though that the town is big enough to have a McDonald's. So oat cuisine is thriving in Lordsburg. I'm wondering if there's something to do with oil in this town because of the number of tanker cars that appear to be in all the freight sidings. So we're just pulling to our halt in Lordsburg station. How long will it take for the power to come back on and for us to start moving forward again? He's had his five seconds. 
and his 10 seconds which would be a penalty in Formula 1 and now we're moving so if you've decided you want to join the train at Lordsburg hard luck The man with the microphone thanks the passengers and crew on train number 422, the Texas Eagle, which left Los Angeles Union Station on Sunday the 3rd of July 2022, bound for Chicago. The US Rail Journeys podcasts are produced and published by the Mr. T Podcast Studio. Thank you very much for listening and please join me again in a couple of weeks for the next instalment. Mm-hmm.